0: you
1: the second week of February 1942, the Japanese invaded Singapore. It would be, according to Winston Churchill, the largest capitulation in British military history. Away from the main assault was the tiny island of Kanga. Most of the island was covered in dense jungle. The only habitation was a single small fishing village, boasting an equally small hotel for Western tourists.
2: You got that equipment packed, Lawson? Sir. Then let's get to the truck.
1: The few British soldiers remaining on the island, under Captain Clive Freeman's command, were preparing to move out from their forward base. With the Japanese advancing through the mainland, Freeman's men were to be evacuated from Kenga Village to a waiting battleship.
3: No, no, no. Hughes! Hughes, where are you? He was here just now, sir. He was right behind me. No. That was Mackenzie. Ambush. boys! Fall back! Back to the truck! Move it, Gibbs, I'll cover you! Sir, I said move it!
4: What the hell? Dawson, what's going on? Get that truck started, Jacko. Right, but what's happening? Just get it going. But where are the others? Captain's holding them off. You ready to move out? There's the captain. What happened to others, sir? Ambushed. Jad's got them. But all of them? Gibbs was right behind me. I don't know what happened to him. Oh, here he is. Come on, lad, move it, move it.
3: <sighs> Sorry, I got a bit lost back there. Get us moving, Jackal. <laughs> or should we wait for everybody else? Someone else coming, Jackson? Just get us out of here.
1: artist landed in a deserted back street. The small houses stood empty.
3: Ah, yes. Here we are. But where is here, Doctor? Well, judging by the smell, I'd say the seaside. Don't look much like Margate. I can't see the sea. And it's too hot to be Scotland, but I know the smell of rotten fish. Oh, I bet it soon goes off in this heat.
1: Oh, it's sweltering. Aren't you hot in that jacket, Doctor?
3: Hot? Yeah, I don't think so. Anyway, I, I like this jacket of pockets. Mm -hmm. Now, come along. Where to? Well, uh, to have a look round, of course. I wonder where everyone is.
1: The whole village seemed deserted. Following the sounds of the sea, the doctor led his friends to a small harbour.
4: Looks like the people left in a hurry. I can say that again. Piles of fish just rotting on the jetty. Boats half in and half out of the water. But where did they go? Ah,
3: now, that, Polly, as they say, is the question. Where indeed? And why? It's like the Mary Celeste, but on dry land. The Mary who? Uh, A a sailing boat, Jamie. It was discovered, abandoned. Meals half eaten, but no sign of the crew. What happened to it's a total mystery. Well, unless you were there, of course. You mean you Doctor,
1: Ben! There is someone. Look, over there. Where? What did you see, Paul? I, I don't know. A figure barely more than a shadow
3: doesn't appear to be anyone there now
1: but there was it It looked go on Paul. Oh, it sounds silly but it, it looked like death. death death you know someone in a long dark cloak with a hood the grim
3: reaper Oh, it's your imagination
1: oh, perhaps maybe it was just a shadow
3: but a, a trick of the light no maybe about now no, no. come on Jamie Polly said she might have seen something and I think we should go and take a look don't you? Not if it really is the Grim Reaper. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, very funny.
3: Now then, uh, was it over here? Well,
4: there's no one here now. Death don't hang about, you know. He's got things to do. All right,
1: so I imagined it.
4: Uh, perhaps, or perhaps not. Are you serious, Doctor? You really think it was the Grim Reaper what did for the people
3: here? I'm not sure, Ben. Why don't we ask this gentleman what he thinks? Hmm? Ben
1: hadn't seen the figure walking briskly towards them.
3: I say, you looking for the assembly point?
2: Who's
4: he? Army, by the look of him.
2: Ah, good afternoon. Or is it morning? Wasn't expecting any more civilians, to be honest. Communications here are pretty ropey, and I'm afraid we lost our radio in the ambush.
1: Ambush? Here?
2: What? Uh, No, out in the jungle. Oh, good. I'm sorry, but we've been rather out of touch. Understandable. Not too up-to-date myself, to be honest. Freeman, Captain Clive Freeman, you are... Oh, uh, I'm the doctor.
3: Uh, This is Ben, Polly, uh, Jamie.
2: Pleased to meet you. I'd better take you to the hotel. The boat's unlikely to get here for another day at least, I'm afraid. Oh, dear. Just so long as the Japanese don't get here
3: first. Japanese?
2: They're advancing through Singapore. Total blooming disaster, from what I hear, but we should be evacuated before they get this far. Apart from the lot you said ambushed, you? Oh, I don't think we'll see any more of them. Scouting party, that's all. Probably moved out already. Now then, if you'll follow me.
3: Are there many people waiting to be evacuated?
2: A few of my men survived the ambush. A couple of civvies and yourselves. As you can see, the villagers all cleared out of the first hint of trouble.
1: A more appropriate name for the Grand Hotel would have been the once Grand Hotel... It was a more substantial building than any of the others in Kanga Village, but inside, the paint was yellowed and chipped, the carpets wearing thin, and everywhere was coated with a thin layer of dust.
2: Not exactly the Ritz, I'm
4: afraid. The what? Posh hotel for rich knobs.
1: The whole hotel seemed as quiet and as empty as the rest of the village. So where are all the guests? The staff?
4: Must be the
2: off-season. You could say that. Come on through to the bar.
4: Now you're talking.
2: Are you offering us drinks? Oh, I do hope there's ginger beer. Not sure, to be honest, but the bar is usually where everyone gathers. There's not an awful lot to occupy the time here, I'm afraid. Though I'm told there's a serviceable billiards table somewhere, if that takes your fancy.
1: The bar was as run down as the rest of the hotel. A group of three soldiers sat chatting at a table. A tall man with thinning hair wearing a crumpled suit sat nearby. Alone at the bar stood the only woman like the hotel. She had seen better days, but she switched on a smile as Freeman called over to her.
2: Mrs Bishop, I found you some more guests.
1: I do wish you'd
5: call me Maggie. Everyone else does.
2: This is Maggie Bishop. She owns the hotel.
3: Have you been here long? Uh, uh, Forgive me, but you're obviously not local.
5: I should say not. Been here since 36. Before the war, we were kept busy, quite the tourist trap.
1: Does your husband help round the hotel?
5: I lost my husband a couple of years after we came here. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry? Oh, I don't mean he died.
1: Ran off with the wife of one of the guests. Good riddance to him, I say. The soldiers and the other man were regarding the newcomers with interest. Freeman made the introduction, starting with the man in the suit.
4: Mr Andrews here is on holiday, would you believe? A holiday? Here? Not the place I choose, mate. Yes, well, I was only intending to come for a couple of days... Got rather stuck when the Japs invaded. Can't really go back home, even if there was any way of getting there.
3: And where exactly is home, Mr Andrews? Singapore.
4: I'm a diplomat. Oh, I
3: I fear the time for diplomacy may be long past.
4: I'm afraid you're right.
1: So you're stuck here waiting for evacuation?
4: There are worse places.
1: Captain Freeman was now talking to Maggie Bishop at the bar, so Andrews introduced the soldiers.
4: Corporal Gibbs, he and I are old friends. We were both at Dunkirk. That was a mess and all. Pleased to meet you. Then we've got Private Lawson. Welcome to very best hotel on Ireland. He means the only hotel on the island. And this is Jacko. Jacko? Private Jim Jackson. But everyone calls me Jacko. Then
1: hello, Jacko.
4: Aye, pleased to meet you
1: all. Actually, we have our own Jacko, don't we, Ben? Not now, Paul. What? What?
3: Well, if you'll excuse us for a while. uh, We've had rather a long journey, and I, for one, could do with a little uh, sit-down. There's another room just through the arch there, if you want some privacy. Oh, that's very kind.
4: Not at all. We'll see you soon.
3: Cheerio, then. What's wrong with you, Ben? You look like you've seen a ghost. I think maybe I have.
1: Ben seemed unusually quiet as he sat down at a small table... The doctor regarded him curiously for a moment, then nodded as if everything was suddenly clear.
3: What's up with you, Ben? Why have you suddenly gone all moody? Oh, he just wants to get back to the TARDIS. I don't blame you. This place is creepy. It's not that, is it, Ben? No. I just...
4: I was a surprise, that's all. What was? I mean, we travel through time, but, but I never expected... Oh. You never expected it to become so
3: personal? Well, yeah... What's he mean, personal?
1: Oh, it's Jacko, isn't it? His surname's Jackson. Ah, oh,
3: same as Ben's, you mean.
1: It's not that unusual a name, you know, Ben.
3: I know. Do you think you might be related, is that
1: it?
4: We are related.
1: You can't know that for sure. Uh, Polly.
4: Yes, I can. But This is Singapore, right? The Far East Campaign, February 1942. So? So James Jackson. Jimmy Jackson, Jacko. He's my dad.
1: While Polly and Jamie were reduced to sudden silence by Ben's revelation, Maggie Bishop was also concerned about her new guests. Well, I'd better see if they need
2: anything. They seem fairly self-sufficient.
5: Where did they come from?
2: Not sure. I found them down by the harbour.
5: Waiting for the evacuation boat?
2: I assume so. Thought they'd be more comfortable here in your excellent establishment.
5: Nothing excellent about it these days. I shall be glad to get back to civilization.
2: Civilisation, yes.
5: Right, potter tea. That's what they need.
3: Will you tell him? Now, Jamie, I, I'm afraid we can't very well do that.
4: Could be awkward.
3: You can say that again.
4: I'm as old as he is. Hi, I'm the son you don't yet have. Pleased to meet you, Dad.
3: Maybe Polly's right and we should leave. No, we, we can't do that.
4: What,
1: because of Ben's father?
3: It's no big deal. Well, it is a big deal, but I mean, if we just go, that might be best. There's something very wrong here. You can say that again. No, no, not, not to do with you, Ben. Something else. I, I can feel it. What sort of something? I, I, no, that's a, a good question.
5: Do forgive me interrupting. That's all right. I just wondered if I could get you some tea.
4: I could do with something strong. Uh, that's very, very kind, thank you.
5: I'm afraid tea's about the most I can manage. There's a little stove behind the bar where I can boil a kettle. Don't you have kitchens? A chef... Kitchens, yes. But staffing is a bit of an issue. Not that we had many staff anyway, but now... What happened to them? Gone. What do you mean, gone? Just that. Gone. Most of them left with the villagers last week, when news came through of the invasion. If they were local, they left with their families.
3: And if they weren't, I imagine they had families they wanted to be with.
5: Exactly. I couldn't have said no, really, even if they'd asked. They all went. Yes. Well, not at first. There were a few who stayed. Half a dozen.
3: But now they've gone too.
5: Yes. Just upped and left. Didn't even say goodbye.
4: Probably embarrassed at leaving you in the lurch.
5: Maybe. But it seems a bit... well, rude, I suppose.
3: Mean. I'm sorry.
5: Yes, well, so am I. But on the upside, we do have plenty of rooms for you to choose from, since it seems increasingly likely we shall be stuck here until tomorrow... And I can offer you a special rate, given the rather reduced level of service.
3: Special rate? You're too kind.
1: Maggie Bishop brought tea. Though given the heat, the doctor and his friends would have preferred cold drinks. You'd think a place like
3: this would serve a decent pint.
1: Or a gin and tea.
3: A what? Gin and tonic, Jamie. A little refined for your palate, I fancy. Ah, well, I could do with a bite to eat. What about you, Ben? No, I'm not hungry, thanks. No, me. uh, Well, I'll have a a sandwich if you can find one. A a hotel like this will have a large kitchen. Let's hope it's well stocked.
1: I'm sure Mrs Bishop will show you where it is.
3: Uh, Just something plain will do, thank you, Jamie. Uh, A cheese, perhaps, or or ham. With with pickle, of course. Uh, uh, A little whole-grain mustard, if there is any. Uh, Perhaps a slice of bread. Uh, A wholemeal, for preference. Uh, With with butter, of course. And you can lay your hands on a pickled onion. A cup of tea and a bath all So it was left here, she said, and on to the end of the corridor.
1: There were not many things that scared Jamie, but he found the large deserted hotel unsettling. The only light in the narrow corridors spilled out from open doors to empty guest rooms. The sunlight was filtered through a mist of swirling dust.
3: And then right at the end, I think...
1: What was it left? As he paused at the end of the corridor, Jamie caught sight of something moving.
3: Hello? Someone there? Come on out, I-, I saw you. I'm sure I saw someone. He headed off in the direction
1: he was sure he had seen the figure go.
3: I- I'm just looking for the kitchens. Hello?
1: Ah, there you are. Ahead of him, the figure paused, caught for a moment in a shaft of light shining across the corridor. <sighs> What are you? It hesitated a moment, then turned a corner in the corridor and was gone. i have to tell the doctor. Should I
3: tell him, do you think, Doctor? Oh, I I don't think that would be a a good idea.
1: Why not? Well,
3: think how difficult it was for you both to accept the, the concept of time travel.
1: I suppose.
3: And...
4: You actually experienced it. I guess if some geezer came up to me in a bar and said he was my son, come back from the future, I think he had a few too many. Or that he was stark staring bonkers. Or both. Hello, Jamie. You're back quick. No sandwiches.
3: I've seen it, the sandwiches. No. Death. You what? Aye, the, the, the Grim Reaper, J- just like Polly said. You mean I wasn't imagining things? Not unless I was too. Now, no, no. calm down, Jamie. Where was this? In a corridor. Down near the kitchens. Come on, then. We'd better go and sort it out. Sort it out? You can't just sort out the Grim Reaper. It wasn't the Grim Reaper. It's probably some bloat in fancy dress or something. I'm afraid it may be a little more serious than that. All the more reason to go and take a look, then. I can show you where it was. Oh, Very well. Now, Polly?
1: Yes, Doctor? you
3: better stay here.
1: Why? I saw it too, remember?
3: Y- yes, well, if Death really is walking the corridors of this hotel, and I don't believe for a second that he is, but... If he is, then someone needs to stay here and make sure everyone else remains calm and doesn't go wandering off.
1: Captain Freeman and his men have already wandered off into the village.
3: Well, they'll be back soon. And if we've not returned by the time they arrive, you'd better bring them to look for us.
1: All right, but be careful.
3: Uh, we will. Look, are we going or not? Uh, yes, yes, Ben. Now, come on, Jamie. Uh, you'd better lead the way. It's not far. Uh, I'll, I'll show you.
1: I might as well finish the tea then.
3: It was just along there. There's nothing there now. But I saw it clear as day. Yes, yes, I'm sure you did,
4: Jamie. We could do with it being as clear as day.
3: There must be a light switch somewhere. Is this what you're looking for? Ah, that's better. Now then, Jamie, tell us again exactly what you saw. It was like Polly said. A tall figure wearing a cloak. He had the hood pulled up. I couldn't see his face. Was he carrying a big scythe? No, he wasn't. All right, keep your air on. I was only asking. Uh, let's all calm down a bit and think about this, shall we? Now, I don't for one moment believe that what you saw was actually death incarnate. But you and Polly both saw something. And it is certainly strange. Spooty. That too. Is it that what was worrying you, Doctor? W- worrying me? You said you could feel there was something uh, wrong. Yes, yes. <clears throat> possibly. Very Possibly. So where did this cloak bloke go, then? Down there. You didn't follow. I went to the corner there, but it'd gone, so I came to get you. Yeah, probably the best move. So where could he have gone? Uh, assuming, of course, he didn't just vanish into thin air. You think he might have done? Yes, it's possible. Oh, no, not really. One of these rooms, then. This one's locked. He could have locked it behind him. Well, let's take a look, shall we? It can't all be locked. No, nothing in here.
4: Nor in here, neither. Just guest bedrooms and a couple of cupboards.
3: Uh, No sign of anyone. No sign anyone has even been in them for a while. Except that one door that won't open. Now, why lock just this one door? All the others are open. That's easy. There's something inside there that whoever locked it doesn't want anyone to see. That makes sense. Yes, yes, it does. And in that case, I want to see what it is that someone wants to keep so secret. And how do we do that? Easy, Jamie. We pick the lock.
4: Now, in our lock it be bolted.
3: you going to open it then? What? Oh, oh yes, yes, of course. Here we go. Ah, oh, it's just another of those storerooms. Let's see, shall we? Come on then. Plenty of room, anyway. I think it used to be a bedroom. Aye. Now it's just full of old junk. It's rather a collection, isn't it? Wardrobes, bedside cabinets, bookcases. No books, sadly. Bits of
4: old bed over here and a pile of blankets. Ah. What? You seen something, Doctor?
3: No. Uh, That is not exactly, Ben. But I don't think that is a pile of blankets. They look like blankets to me. I think it's just one blanket, Ben. That's been put there to cover something over. Well, let's take a look, then. right doctor I usually am unfortunately
4: that Maggie Bishop said the last of the staff had just upped and left without saying goodbye
3: yes she was wrong they didn't leave at all they were here all the time
4: it might not have been the grim reaper you and Polly saw Jamie but these people are stone cold dead Bishop said the last of the staff had just upped and left without saying goodbye.
3: Yes, but she was wrong. They didn't leave at all.
4: They were here all the time. It might not have been the Grim Reaper you and Polly saw, Jamie, but these people are stone-cold dead.
1: The doctor made a quick but thorough examination of the bodies.
3: Those scratches on their faces, Doctor. Is that what killed them? No, I don't think so, Jamie. They may have some significance, but uh, they're just scratches. Pretty nasty, though. Death is always nasty. No, I'd say these people just died. Oh, come on. People don't just
4: die, not without any reason for it. Hearts
3: stop beating. Some sort of seizure, perhaps? But provoked by what?
4: They look terrified.
3: All of them. I reckon they died of fright. I'm afraid we're not going to learn anything more here.
1: His examination finished. The doctor drew the blanket back over the bodies.
3: We should get back to Polly. She'll be worried about us. She's not the only one worried about us.
1: In the back room off the bar, Polly had finished the tea. Restless and anxious, she paced up and down as she waited for the doctor, Ben and Jamie. Oh, there you are. You've been gone for simply ages. Did you find anything?
4: I should say
3: so. Yes, Polly, I'm, I'm rather afraid we did. The dead bodies of Mrs Bishop's last remaining staff.
1: that's dreadful. We should just get away from here.
3: Not until we know what happened. Whatever killed these people is still around. Should we not warn the others? I'm not sure.
1: Not sure? But we have to tell them. Uh, Yes,
3: and and so we will. When we know what to tell them. For the moment, I I think it's best to keep this to ourselves. He's right, Paul. We don't know who's behind this. Any of them could be involved. You think one of the people staying here is the killer? Well, it's, it's certainly a possibility. One we shouldn't discount just yet.
1: So we're staying then?
3: You can go back to the TARDIS if you want.
1: Oh no, if you're staying then so am I. We'll find this killer.
3: There is another reason we have to stay, isn't there Ben? Yeah, I can't leave.
4: Not till I know my dad's safe.
1: Of course you're worried about him.
4: I'm worried about me and all. What do you mean? I mean, it's February 1942 ain't it? So? So I was born in December 1942 and if my dad doesn't survive this and get evacuated back to Blighty. That ain't gonna happen, Duchess. Any
1: further discussion was interrupted by the sound of Captain Freeman and his men returning from the village.
3: I think perhaps it's time to be sociable. You think they might have seen something in the village? Th- this cloak figure Polly and I saw? I doubt it. But I think they'll mention it if they have.
1: Then let's go and find out. Maggie Bishop was serving more tea.
2: I don't suppose
5: there's any sign of the evacuation boat?
2: I'm afraid not. And without
4: a radio, there's no way we can check on its schedule. You're sure they're actually coming? I mean, as they haven't heard from us, might they have just given up? They'll be here, don't you worry. The Navy won't leave us in the lurch? That's right. And
3: how was your foray into the village, Captain?
4: Uneventful, I'm pleased to say. You didn't see anyone else then? Not a soul. You
3: expecting anyone?
4: Nah, just wondering.
3: That's
1: right. I mean, the whole place is so quiet.
3: Not so quiet anymore.
4: Is that the boat?
5: At last. I'd better get my bag. It's so hard deciding what to take and what to leave behind. I'm not sure that is a boat. It sounds more like a
3: plane. plane coming in from the east. One of ours. I oh, that it? No, it's Japanese. Luke. What was that? It's dropping bombs. The target in the village. Uh, oh, dear me. That's not good, is it? Take cover, everyone. Oh, I can see it heading this way. Keep back from the windows, Mr Andrews. Back... Oh, no! it down! Ah! Is everyone all right? You think it'll come back? Let's hope not. Looks like it's heading back the way it came.
4: <sighs> all right, Mr. Andrews. He's bleeding.
5: Here, let me see.
4: It's just a scratch. I got hit by some of that glass when the window blew in. You alright, mate? I will be if I can stop the damned thing from bleeding.
3: It doesn't look too deep. Wound on the cheek like that. It's like having a shaving cup. You need to press something against it.
1: I'll get you a napkin.
3: Thanks. Uh, I think I'll go to my room, clean myself up. You'll be all right? Yes, don't worry about me.
2: Right, let's check the extent of the damage. Lawson, you stay here with the other civilians. Gibbs, Jacko, check the other floors. We'll meet back here.
3: Will they be all right, Doctor? There's a killer on the loose, remember? They're armed and well-trained. I think they'll be fine. Ah, well, let's hope so.
1: In his room, Andrews washed the blood from his face and inspected the cut.
4: Probably have a scar. Soon we get out of this hellhole, the better. Just a minute.
1: Andrews dried his face, pressing a flannel against the cut as he went to the door.
4: It's only me, Corporal Gibbs. You needn't bother with the corporal. Come on in. How are you doing? Oh, not so good. Rather shaken up, truth be told. I'm not surprised. It was a close call. The sooner we're out of here, the better. You do know we're not getting out of here. What? But the boat Captain Freeman said, the boat was... Captain Freeman
3: doesn't want to worry the civilians. There won't be a boat. No boat? The Japanese are too close. You mean the plane? And the soldiers who ambushed
4: us in the jungle. It's only a matter of time. Oh, God. Does it scare you? The prospect of death? Are you joking? It terrifies me. I don't want to die. Oh. Oh. Well, that's a pity. What? What do you mean?
1: As Andrews watched in horror, his friend's features blurred and changed. The army uniform became a long, dark cloak. Hands like withered claws reached out for his face.
0: What? What are you? Get away from me! No! No! No!
1: Sharp nails raked down Andrews' cheeks. A cold wave of terror swept over him. Then the creature that Gibbs had become threw back its hood. Looking into the face of the creature that was killing him, Andrews found that terror was no longer enough. and Jackson returned to the bar, closely followed by Captain Freeman.
2: Mr Andrew's not back yet?
1: Not yet, no.
2: I hope he's OK. I'm sure he's fine. The raid unsettled him. You know what diplomats are like. He probably needs to recover his composure. Doubt
4: he's been in air raid before. Even one with just a single plane and only a couple of bombs. He's been gone for a while. Like they said, he's just shook up. Don't want
3: to show it. Well,
4: let's hope that's all it is.
3: You think we should maybe go check? I think he might be prudent, Jamie, yes. Uh, which is his room?
5: Number 27. But I think the captain's right. Mr Andrews just needs a bit of a rest.
3: I'm sure you're right, but I'd feel happier if Ben and Jamie just checked. Come on, then. I'll lead the way. After you did such a good job of finding the kitchen. I would have found the kitchen, but I found something else first, didn't I? Number 27. This is the one.
4: Mr Andrews? Mr Andrews, are you in there? We just want to make
3: sure you're all right, Mr Andrews. Now answer. Maybe he's asleep. With that racket we've been making, give over. You reckon we should uh, take a look? Might be best. Not locked anyway. Mr Andrews, can we come in? Mr Andrews? Perhaps he's not here. He's here, all right. Look.
1: On the other side of the bed... Andrews' lifeless body lay on the floor.
3: Is he dead? Very. <laughs> Look, he's got those same weird scratches on his face. Yeah.
4: What could have done that? Talk to me, no. Oh, well, we better find him, but be subtle about it. Don't want the others to find out about this. Come on. Maybe you'd better wait out here, Duchess.
1: You can't coddle me all the time, then, Jackson.
3: And you say he's the same as the others. See for yourself.
1: (gasps) Oh, what could have done that? Those marks.
3: Same sort of scratches as before. And he looks terrified. As you say, just like the other bodies we found.
1: Doctor, we have to tell Captain Freeman and everyone else. We're all in danger. Uh,
3: Yes, yes, I I think you're right. But what can we do? We hunt down the savage beastie that did this. I think that's an excellent idea, Jamie. We have to find the creature before it kills again. You're sure it is a creature, not, well, one of the other people? You think a human being could have done this? I don't know. There is a war on. This was no soldier, not killing like that. Yeah, if it was a Japanese soldier that's got in, he'd have shot everyone by now. That's a happy thought. Nevertheless, Ben's right. Whatever is responsible isn't human, and we have to find it. In the
1: hotel bar, the others were shocked at the news of Andrews's death.
0: Oh,
5: poor Mr Andrews. And in my hotel, too. Are you going to tell them
1: about the other deaths, Doctor? Uh,
3: no, I, I don't think so, Polly. Uh, not for the moment, anyway. An animal, you say? But we'd have seen or heard it, surely. More likely it's a Japanese soldier. He's snuck in and now he's picking us off one by one. Look, it doesn't matter what it is, does it? That's right just so long as we find it. Before it kills anyone else. Uh, That's absolutely right. Now, we can wait here and see if this creature or whatever it is comes to us. Or we can take the fight to the enemy. I'm all for that. No point sitting around here. That's right. Let's find the murdering swine. Uh, Then what do you suggest, uh, Captain? A search.
2: Conducted in pairs. One of my men will accompany each of your men, Doctor. Men? I say here
3: and coordinate proceedings. I can also protect the women. Now, just a minute. Uh, Polly, I think you may be right. But, Doctor... Uh, Mrs Bishop doesn't look in any state to help with the search. I... You can keep an eye on her. Plain nursemaid, you mean? No, no. and you can make sure Captain Freeman keeps on top of things. I don't think he has any idea what he's up against. Your experience in these things could prove invaluable. <sighs> All right, Doctor, if you think that'll help... I do.
2: So I suggest, Doctor, if you'll go with Corporal Gibbs... Of course. You can search the second floor. Jackson, you and Ben cover the first floor. And you, Lawson, can go with Jamie and check the ground floor. Aye, that's fine by me. Me too. That way, we cover the whole building, and each pair includes at least one armed man.
1: Ben and Private Jackson made their way cautiously along the dusty corridors, checking each room.
4: Anything? No, nothing. All clear. So, are you on leave then? On leave. You and the Scots lad? You must be serving, yeah? Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, we're on leave. Well, sort of on attachment to the Doctor. Gibbs, he said he thought you were some sort of intelligence outfit. You don't know the half of it. Hush, hush, I guess. Yeah, you could say that. But before I joined the Doctor, I was on a ship, see? Anything? Only dust. So, Navy, eh? i thought about the Navy. Maybe after the war, I'll get myself a job on a ship. Make a change. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And what about your friend Jamie? What's his story? I haven't known him that long, to be honest. He's from Ireland uh, Island Regiment. Makes sense. And the doctor? He's just the doctor. <laughs> he seems like a man who keeps secrets. Hasn't even told us his name. I'm not sure he even has one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you, but if I drink any more tea, I think I might explode. I'm sorry. If I'm upset, I always make tea. <laughs> My mother used to bake cakes. My father told me that when I left home, he lived on Victoria's sponges for a week.
2: Did you hear that? I didn't hear anything. I'm sure that someone called out.
1: Your men have found something.
2: You two stay here. I'll go and check. But shouldn't we all... Someone needs to stay here in case any of the search parties check in.
1: I'll be all right if you want to go with the captain. No, no, no. I'll stay here with you. Safety in numbers, right? Thank
2: you. It was probably nothing. I'll be as quick as I can.
5: I hope no one's hurt. I didn't hear anything, did you? No, but the captain's nearer the door. I'm sure he knows what he's doing. I
1: hope so. On the top floor of the hotel, the Doctor and Corporal Gibbs had already finished checking every room.
3: That's the last one. Yes, well, that didn't take too long. Not so much up here as on the other floors, mainly storage. We should report back to the Captain. Yes, I suppose we should. You worried about your friends? Oh, Ben and Jamie can look after themselves. Even so. Yes, even so. I've been with Lawson and Jackson for a while, Doctor. They're good lads, a bit green, but they know what they're doing. I'm sure you're right. But I think I'll just go and check on them. That's fine. I'll report back to the captain. Yeah, You know, uh, with a bit of a dust and a lick of paint, this place could be really quite salubrious, don't you think?
4: Empty storeroom. We're well, getting there. Must be halfway by now. Good. This place gives me the creeps. Yeah, me too. It's all the dust and. What is it? I thought I saw something down the corridor I can't see anything it's just a glimpse come on he went down through that door at the end what did a figure looked like he was wearing a cloak in this heat
3: what's through that door stairs to the other floors if we're quick we'll catch him whoever he is
4: which way down there look yeah there is someone come on Captain Freeman oh it's you two sorry sir we saw someone come through Did you see
2: anyone? No, but I heard something further up. He'll be well gone by now. I'm afraid so.
4: At least we know there is someone. Or something. The
1: ground floor of the hotel mainly consisted of large reception rooms like the bar and dining room. Jamie and Private Lawson had checked them all, finishing in the kitchen... Where Jamie had an idea.
3: Whether it's a beastie or a soldier, I reckon they'll have to come here for something to eat eventually. Makes sense to me. So we tie all this string to handles of pots and pans. Then we stretch it across the floor. So if anyone comes in, they trip over string. And pull down the pots and pans. Oh, I should make hell of a racket. Aye, enough to hear in the bar.
4: Enough to hear all over Hotel.
3: Yeah, well, Give us a hand with this, will you? Sure. If we stretch it between these tables... Aye, that'd work. Needs something across the door too.
4: Just so long as we can get out.
1: Concerned about his young friends, the doctor was also checking the ground floor.
3: Jamie? Jamie, are you there? Now, oh, where can you have got to? Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear.
4: Well, I think that ought to do it. Reckon so. Better tell Captain what we've done.
3: Maybe the doctor and Ben will be back by now. Carefully over that tripwire. <laughs> Aye, You watch yourself
4: too. Don't worry about me. This has got nothing on picking your way through our minefield. a minefield. What? Shh! What is it? I can hear someone coming.
3: You're right. Quick, hide behind this rack of shelves. Jamie, Jamie, are you in there? Doctor, ah, there you are. I was sure you'd be around No, stop, doctor! Don't you? Ah! <laughs>
1: Private Lawson was right. The noise could indeed be heard all through the hotel. What was that? I don't know. Maybe we should
5: go. And- no! Let's stay here, please. Captain Freeman will be back soon.
1: He'll know what it was. Yes. Yes, all right. <coughs>
3: Oh, Jamie, what have you been doing? We were setting a trap for the beastie. Didn't expect to catch you, Doctor. Just get your arm through here. No, not there. Here. Did you hope to entangle the creature in string? You thought you'd hear the noise. I should think everyone on this island heard the noise.
4: I guess it worked, then.
3: Ah. Oh, well, that's better. I guess we'll have to set it all up again now. No, actually, I, I don't think that's going to be necessary. You're just upset that you got caught in no. it? No, Jamie, no, it's not that. I, I think someone else heard the commotion, or, or rather... Something else.
1: The doctor pointed across the kitchen to where another figure had silently entered the
3: room. What the hell's that? The beastie!
1: The cloaked figure moved slowly towards them, reaching out with talon-like hands. Its face was hidden by the hood of the
3: cloak. No, I, I don't think we should get too close. Keep back. Keep away from me. But we can capture it. Though, so, I, I, I do feel... Jamie found he was rooted to
1: the spot, suddenly gripped by an uncharacteristic feeling of dread.
3: Jamie! Jamie, look, look out. Oh
1: dear. Uh, help me. As the figure reached out towards Jamie, the doctor pulled hard on one of the strings that had recently entangled him.
0: Yeah.
1: Jamie! Hey, you! Get back! The spell abruptly broken, Jamie grabbed a frying pan and hit out. Ah! Oi! Leave me alone! Lawson was also shocked into action, hurling saucepans and plates at the cloaked figure.
3: Oh, oh well done. Hey, it's going. Oh, no,
1: you don't. As the creature retreated, Jamie tried to grab it. Oh, ah, ah. The creature threw him aside, then retreated through the doorway and was gone.
3: Uh, Jamie, J- Jamie, are you all right? Just about, Doctor. What was that thing? I don't know. I have some very nasty ideas. It looked like death itself. I'm sorry, I was suddenly so scared. Uh, me too. Well, under the circumstances... That's nothing to be ashamed of. It's crazy, though. I've been in worse scrapes than that and not felt anything like a scare. Fear affects us in strange ways. Hey, what's that? What? The beastie. It dropped something. Look. Do you know what it is, Doctor? Let me see. You recognise it? I'm not sure, Jamie. This certainly wasn't manufactured on Earth. You what? I need to take a proper look at this. But, But not here. Somewhere a little more peaceful, I think. Let's see where the others have got to, shall we?
1: The doctor gathered everyone back at the bar and showed them the device the creature had dropped. It was a metal disc, small enough to fit into the palm of his hand. The surface was etched with markings and set with buttons. So what is it, Doctor? Do you know?
3: Possibly, but I shall need to make a proper examination. Uh, Now, Mrs Bishop, is there a quiet room where I can work undisturbed?
5: The dining room, I suppose... It's just across the main entrance, uh,
3: That sounds ideal.
2: I think one of us should... No, no, Captain, I prefer to work alone. If you insist.
3: I do. Now, I, uh, I just want a quick word with Jamie and Ben, and I shall make a start. You sure you'll be all right, Doc? Oh, yes. I shall be fine.
1: Having made a great show of dismissing everyone else from the large dining room and closing the doors, the Doctor was soon hard at work examining the alien device.
3: Ah, yes... Just as I thought.
1: He seemed not to notice the door open behind him.
3: I thought I asked not to be... Ah, it's you. Yes, I, uh, I thought you might put in an appearance.
0: You have something
3: of mine. Yes, I do, don't I? And seeing what it is, I imagine you want it back. I do. And judging by the fact that you've killed just about everyone else you come into contact with...
0: I imagine you also intend to kill me. Of course. You will die in torment and pain, in suffering and fear. Prepare to meet whatever gods you have. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
3: Yes, I, uh, I thought you might put in an appearance.
0: You have something of mine.
3: Yes, I do, don't I? And seeing what it is, I imagine you want it back. I and, do. And judging by the fact that you've killed just about everyone else you come into contact with, I imagine you also intend to kill me. Of course.
0: You'll die in torment and pain, in suffering and fear. Prepare to meet whatever gods you have. Ah!
3: Oh, no, you don't. You hold it right there. As I said, I I rather thought you might pay me a visit, so I I asked my friends to wait here with me. Plenty of room for us behind the curtains.
0: Then you all shall die. No,
3: no, 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 I don't think so.
1: As the grotesque creature regarded the Doctor Ben and Jamie, the door behind it opened again. The Doctor's eyes widened in horror as Maggie Bishop came into the room. Doctor, Captain Freeman and the soldiers have gone uh, Maggie, uh, Mrs Bishop, get back. Ah! But it was too late. The creature turned quickly. Maggie stood rooted to the spot, terrified. The creature reached out, its talons raking down her face. Ah! Look out, Jamie! Oh, you're coming for us now, are
3: you? Don't let it touch you.
1: Then how are we... The curtains! Give me a hand! Despite the sudden dread that had taken hold of them both... Ben and Jamie pulled down the long, heavy curtains from the main window. A cloud of dust hung in the air as the curtains fell, smothering the creature.
3: Ah, Well done. Now we just have to keep him wrapped up in there. Easier said than done.
1: As Jamie and Ben struggled with the creature, the Doctor slipped the alien device into his pocket and hurried to the fallen body of Maggie Bishop. But he could see at once that she
3: was beyond help. Are uh, you are right. Just about. That thing's getting free. No, uh, Jamie, get out of his way. With a
1: hiss of rage, the creature struggled free of the heavy curtains. It turned and ran, but not at Jamie and Ben. It crashed through the dining room window.
3: Well, well that's seen him off. Uh, for the moment. You think it'll come back? I think it's highly likely. I'd rather we had kept it here, though. Well, it's all spilt milk now, ain't it? Aye, it's headed towards the trees. So what do we do now? We have a, a little think.
1: Jamie and Ben had carried Maggie's body to one of the guest rooms. Then the Doctor gathered everyone together in the bar.
3: Ah, Jamie, Ben, uh, uh, come and join us.
1: We're just waiting for Captain Freeman and
4: Corporal Gibbs now. The Captain wanted to make another quick search of the hotel.
3: They can't be far away. Ah, well, the beastie isn't in the hotel. He went to the jungle. So it's gone? We're safe, then. Uh, somehow, I... I don't think so. In fact, I think we're all in terrible
4: danger, and not just us. Well, one thing's for sure. It certainly ain't human.
1: Entering the room just behind Corporal Gibbs, Captain Freeman was in time to catch Ben's comment.
4: Not human? I'm afraid not. You should have seen it, sir. Like Grim Reaper he was.
1: Oh, it gives me the shivers thinking about it.
4: Just the sight of it was enough to scare the socks off
3: me. Nothing a few bullets won't sort out. But if it's gone, Doctor, then why are we... That at it, Jamie. Jamie. I don't think it has gone. Uh, not for long. could come back at any time. And I, I don't believe its ambitions are limited to just the few of us in this one small building. You think there's a wider risk? I do. I think if this alien creature gets off the island, then one on Earth will be safe. So, what do we do? Chase it into the jungle? You know, I think
2: that may be the best solution. But
1: this thing's a killer! We're
2: trained for action in this sort of terrain.
3: I think you're probably right, Captain. Uh, but be very careful. You're not coming with us, Doctor? Ben and Jamie will go with you, but there are a few things I need to do here, such as? You can't stay here alone. What if that thing comes back? That's right. We'll see with you. It's all right, Jamie. Polly and I will be quite safe. What? No, Doctor, if they're hunting this monster, then uh, I... Now, Polly, uh, please don't be difficult. I need you here, and, uh, well, it's, it's a jungle out there. You sure about this, Doctor? Quite sure. I need someone with me who can think, Polly. Ben and Jamie are rather more suited to chasing monsters. You and I, we can work out why the monster needs to be chased.
1: All right. If you think that's best, Doctor.
3: I do. Right then, lads.
2: Get your gear, and we'll meet you in the lobby as soon as possible.
1: Do you think they'll find it?
3: I don't know, Polly.
1: So, what are we going to do while they look?
3: Oh, we'll be hunting too, you know.
1: You think it might still be here?
3: No. I meant hunting for clues.
1: Oh, clues, right. What sort of clues?
3: Well, that's the thing about clues. We won't know until we find them.
1: Ben and Jamie led the way to the point where they had last seen the creature after it escaped.
3: It was heading that way. I reckon it went along this path. That doesn't go far. It peters out once it gets into the jungle.
4: Yeah, well, this Grim Reaper thing wouldn't know that, would it? Unless... It came out of jungle in first place. Maybe it lives in there.
2: Less chat and more action. Let's follow the path as far as we can and see if there's a trail.
1: Back at the hotel, the Doctor and Polly started their investigations in the room where Andrews had been killed. You really think we'll find anything?
3: Well, we won't know until we've looked, will we?
1: I don't think I'll ever get used to the sight of a dead body.
3: No. But really, that's a good thing. It's easy to become rather complacent about death. Here, let me just uh, cover him over.
1: So, what am I looking for?
3: I'm not really sure. Just anything out of the ordinary.
1: You'd think he'd be safe in his own room. I mean, we're only just down the corridor from the bar.
3: That could be why he chose this room. Now, wait a minute. You're right! I am? The bar is only yards away, easily within earshot. But we didn't hear anything. No. If our grim reaper friend broke into your room, wouldn't you make some noise about it?
1: (laughs) I'd probably screen the place down.
3: Yet it seems Andrews didn't even cry out.
1: Perhaps he was asleep? Perhaps. As they discussed the possibilities, the doctor bent down to examine the side of the door.
3: The key's in the lock, which suggests he was in the habit of locking the door. You said it broke in. I said he'd have cried out if it did. But there's no damage. Look. So the door wasn't locked, or if it was, then Andrews must have opened it. Yes, yes, he must have done. Now, why would he let in a creature that wanted to kill him?
1: I don't know. Do you, Doctor?
3: I think I might.
1: Perhaps he was just too afraid to refuse.
3: Too afraid? Yes, yes, now that's another thing. What is? Let's get back to the bar. you after a drink? What? Oh, no. No, no, the light's better in the bar. And there's a nice view of the harbour. You want to look at the view? I find it's better to be distracted by beautiful things when you're thinking the most terrible thoughts.
1: Are you going to share these terrible thoughts? Do you want me to? I don't believe that ignorance is bliss, Doctor. I think I'd rather know.
3: Yes. Yes, you're probably right. You were the first of us to see this creature out in the village. Tell me, how did you feel?
1: How did I feel?
3: Yes. Were you curious?
1: No. Um, no. I felt a sort of dread. You were afraid? Well, yes. Yes, I was.
3: But you don't scare easily. Neither do Ben and Jamie.
1: Is that important?
3: Jamie said much the same as you, that he had a a sense of dread. Ben was frightened too, though he's less keen to admit it.
1: Hmm, I bet. But does that matter?
3: I mean, except to Ben. Oh, yes. You see, I think this creature creates the fear.
1: You mean it makes us frightened?
3: Exactly. I think it feeds on fear. It's no coincidence that it's taken on a form you humans associate with death itself. The Grim Reaper. The situation here is to its advantage. The war, imminent attack, the general level of apprehension keeps it sustained. But
1: it's killing people. Isn't that using up its food supply or something?
3: The ability to instill fear in others might have evolved as a defence mechanism. But if I'm right, then the more afraid its victims are, the better.
1: So killing some of us makes the survivors even more
3: frightened. That's true, but I I think occasionally it needs more than just the background level of fear. Sometimes it needs to drain all the fear from a person. It makes them terrified, then feeds on that terror. That's horrible. Extremely horrible. the process kills them.
1: And this thing is out there in the jungle?
3: Yes. With Ben and Jamie and the others. the trail
1: left by the creature had soon become indistinct. Captain Freeman had the searchers move forward in a line so as to cover more of the jungle. Each man could only see the person either side of him, and sometimes not even them, the jungle was so dense. They relied on the sounds of the others forcing their way through to stay on track.
4: Jacko? Jacko, are you there?
1: At the end of the line, Private Lawson felt especially vulnerable.
4: Typical... Just my luck if I've wandered off course. Need to get back that way, I suppose. What's that? Who's there? Is that you, Jacko? Oh, it's you. Thank goodness. I was beginning to think... <laughs> let me imagination run away with me. It's just us. The others are further ahead. Hang on. Shouldn't you be right over at the other end of the line? I was next to Jacko, then your mate Ben. I got lost. You and me both. So which way do we go now, do you reckon? Whichever way we go,
3: the creature could find us. Don't say that. We're alone out here. Vulnerable. Hey, stop that. Easy pickings. You winded me up on purpose. As good as dead already. No! No! Get away from me! Ah!
1: think Ben and Jamie will be all right, Doctor?
3: I hope so, Polly. But the best way we can help them is by learning all we can about this creature.
1: And how do we do that?
3: Oh, I think our wisest course of action is to examine that metal disc the creature dropped.
1: Do you know what it is?
3: Oh, yes. It's an access device. Rather, Rather like a key. It identifies the creature to well, to whatever it is that the device operates. Where did I put it?
1: But if you already know what it is, then... The
3: device must contain the genetic imprint of the creature so as to be able to identify it. If we can access that data... Ah! Sherbet sure, lemons. Uh, would you like one? They're very good.
1: Not just at the moment, thank you. Are you sure you put the device in your pocket?
3: Uh, oh, yes. Mm, I'm quite sure. Except, um... Except? Except it's, um... Not there now.
1: Are you certain? You've got so much junk
3: in your pockets... No. Junk? I, I do not carry junk. Everything I have in my pockets is, is absolutely essential. Uh, like my 500-year diary and my uh, sonic screwdriver. And sherbet Lemons. Uh, exactly.
1: But no alien device. No. Could the creature have taken it from you in the dining room?
3: No, it never got close enough. And Anyway, I still had it when Ben and Jamie wrapped the thing in the curtains.
1: Then where's it gone?
3: I think there's only one possible explanation. And I don't like it. I don't like it one bit.
1: Why? What is it?
3: Someone must have taken it out of my pocket when we were all in the bar after poor Mrs Bishop was killed.
1: Well, you could just have
3: dropped it. Yeah. What? No! Impossible! Someone has taken it. But who? And why?
1: Out in the jungle, Ben and his father had heard Lawson scream.
4: you sure it was Lawson? Sure as I can be. It should be right here, close beside me. It must have wandered off track. Then why did he scream? We can ask him that when we find him, if we find him. What's that? Over there? I can't... Yeah, there is something. Who's next to you in the line? Corporal Gibbs, then Jamie. But it's not Jamie. Must be Gibbsy, then. Hey, Corp! Gibbsy! Is that you? That's not Gibbs. It's not Jamie, either. It's the creature. Come on!
1: But it wasn't the alien creature
3: they found. Jamie? What are you doing here? I heard someone scream. It came from this direction. Lawson? We can't find it. But we did see that creature. Where? Back the way you came. You see anything? Only you two. I heard you, so I followed the noise. We were chasing it. The thing went off that way. Best as we can tell. Well, come on then. We can't just go rushing off. We'd be lost in no time. There. I saw something moving. I- I- I'm sure. Come on. No, Jamie. Jamie, wait. We'd better get after him.
1: Ahead of them, Jamie broke through a tangle of creepers and branches and found himself in a clearing. He was not alone.
3: You! Jamie, did you see it? The, the creature? It was heading this way. I only caught a glimpse. It must have passed right by you. Well, I was chasing after it. it. must have come back this way. No sign of it now. What's that? Oh, don't worry. That's just Ben and your, I mean just Ben and your friend Jackson. You mean your hope it is.
1: In the hotel bar, Polly made the doctor empty all his pockets. It took a while. You see? Nothing. But I still don't understand why anyone would want to take it. I mean, the device is only useful to the creature, isn't it? Yes.
3: Yes. Is it possible?
1: Is what possible?
3: Oh, Polly, I... I just had a rather nasty thought.
1: Well, you may as well share it and make us both feel uncomfortable.
3: You remember I said that the creature might have taken on the form of the image of death itself?
1: Yes. You said that was to scare us because it feeds on fear.
3: What if it can take on other forms as well?
1: Other forms? What sort of other forms?
3: What if it can take on the form of a person?
1: You mean it... It could pretend to be one of us. Hmm. Doctor, that is a nasty thought. Isn't it? You really think it can do that?
3: Not for any length of time. The Grim Reaper figure is just an impression, a vague shape. So? So projecting the image of an actual person or someone we all know, well, that would take far more effort. The creature could only keep up the pretense for a short while. Then it would revert to its Grim Reaper form.
1: So, is that what it actually looks like?
3: Possibly. Possibly not.
1: But, Doctor, if this creature can imitate any one of us... Yes. ...then it could pretend to be any of the soldiers out in the jungle. Or even Ben or Jamie. And no one would know. Corporal Gibbs aimed his rifle towards the edge of the small clearing where the noise was coming from. He and Jamie both breathed a heavy sigh of relief when Ben and Jackson
3: appeared. You were right. It's Jacko and your mate.
4: Jamie, there you are. See where the thing went?
3: No. I lost it. I spotted it too, so it can't be far away.
4: Something's coming. The creature must be.
3: Don't fire until you can see it.
1: Gibbs and Jackson trained their rifles on the edge of the clearing. A figure broke through the undergrowth.
3: Thank God for that. You frightened the life out of us, sir. Sorry about that. Did you see the
2: beastie? No, I saw nothing. Just heard you lot nattering. And before that, someone
4: cried out. Lawson. Where is he? I don't know, sir. We can't find him.
2: I reckon the beast got him. We'd better wait here, see if he turns up.
4: Jamie's right. He ain't going to turn up.
2: We should get on the trail of that thing. I'm not sure. Maybe we should head back.
4: But he's right, sir.
3: We know it's around here somewhere. It can't have got far,
2: sir. Yes, all right. We'll press on. Just a bit, but I'm beginning to think we might be wasting our time. Wasting our lives if we're not careful. Gibbs, you and Jamie lead off. Then Jack and Ben. I'll go tell in Charlie.
1: But are you sure, Doctor?
3: I have to warn them, Polly. This creature could imitate any of them. You'll be quite safe here.
1: I don't want to be quite safe here. "'Wouldn't it be better if I came with you?'
3: "'It's not just about safety. "'If I miss them in the jungle and they come back, "'then you can tell them about the creature.'
1: "'I suppose so. "'But, Doctor, if you can't find them, "'you will come straight back, won't you?'
3: "'Oh, I don't relish hanging about in the jungle in this heat. Don't, don't, "'Don't worry about me, Polly. "'I'll see you soon.'
1: "'The Doctor mopped his brow with his handkerchief, "'then jammed it back in his pocket "'and set off out of the hotel and towards the jungle. "'Polly watched him go, then headed back to the bar to wait.
3: Looks like there's another clearing coming up. Those branches have been broken, look. And it did come this way. Can't be far ahead. I'm not sure. It must have done. Stop a moment. Let the others catch us up. Why have you stopped? You see something? I'm not sure, but Jacko, what do you think? About what? That tree. The way those branches are broken you're right what about we've been this way before you mean you've been going round in circles oh that's just great no not just now a few days ago this is the trail we left
4: just before we were ambushed by the Japs the place where they attacked us must be just ahead better go carefully then better had come on
1: Back in the hotel bar, Polly was soon bored with waiting. If was a back of cards, I could at least play solitaire. Captain Freeman!
2: Hello. I was looking for the doctor.
1: You missed him. He went to look for you.
2: You mean he's left you here on your own?
1: Well, not now you're back. Where are the others?
2: They're still in the jungle, but there was something I had to ask the doctor. You can ask me. I might know. Doesn't matter. It can wait.
4: (sighs) Hey, this is where we parked the truck. You can see the tire marks on the track. Look, so we can just follow that track back to the village. That's right.
3: It's not far down the track. we get there in a few minutes. Uh, Might be the best thing. I don't see us catching the beastie now. we will have to ask the captain. She'll be here in a minute. Listen. Can't hear anything. No, nor can I. Oh, no. What? We should be able to hear the captain if he's right behind us. Maybe he went straight on when we turned off into the clearing. We'd better check. Come on, and stick together.
1: They didn't find Captain Freeman, but they soon stumbled across other comrades.
3: Wow! What is it? I think it's a body. What's happened to him? And who is it? This is where we were attacked. That's Hugh's poor blighter. Bodies don't last that long in this heat. There's another one. Mackenzie. And over there is Jonesy. Hey, have you seen their faces? Those scratches. Just like Mrs Bishop and Andrews. We weren't ambushed by the Japanese raiding party. It was that creature. Here's something else you should see.
1: Ben stood by another body. He pulled away the undergrowth to reveal the
3: face. Hey, but, but that's... Captain Freeman... Looks like the beastie got him too. Yeah, except there's another problem. What problem? This hasn't just happened. He's right. I don't know how it's possible, but Captain Freeman was killed in the ambush. What? Look at the state of him. He's been dead for days. Captain Freeman Looks like the beastie got him too Yeah, except there's another problem What problem? This hasn't just happened He's right I don't know how it's possible, but Captain Freeman was killed in the ambush What? Look at the state of him He's been dead for days
1: I don't know how long the doctor will be, Captain Freeman
2: That's all right I have plenty of time. Don't you feel scared?
1: Scared? Why should I be scared?
2: Left here, on your own.
1: I can look after myself. Are you sure? As Captain Freeman walked slowly towards her, Polly felt a sudden sense of dread.
2: Are you alright? Yes.
1: Yes, I'm I'm fine.
2: You don't look fine. So pale. So frightened.
1: As the fear took hold, a terrible suspicion was forming in Polly's mind. Don't you want to know why the Doctor went into the jungle? Why he wanted to find you?
2: He discovered something about the creature.
1: Freeman walked slowly towards Polly. She backed away, trying not to make it too obvious that she wanted to keep out of his reach. That's right. We know it can make people feel scared. Really? And it can change its appearance.
2: Can it, indeed.
1: So... I wouldn't know if you were the real Captain Freeman or or the creature. Polly felt the wooden counter against her back. She edged round it until she was behind the bar.
2: And how does that make you feel? Afraid? Scared? Terrified?
1: To be honest, angry. If you think you can scare me to death, you could think again. Captain Freeman's features began to blur and change. Polly grabbed the nearest thing to throw at him. You keep away from me! As the creature was driven back, Polly grabbed more bottles. She sprinted for the door, hurling the last of the bottles back at the creature as she went.
3: So that creature has somehow been imitating Captain Freeman, pretending to be him. I reckon it must have. Ah, it's a cunning wee beastie Yeah, well,
4: we need to be even more cunning But where's it gone? It knew we'd find the real captain's body That's right He, it, wanted to head back It knew we were close to where it attacked
3: us Aye, and your captain Freeman made sure he was at the back So he could slip away
4: Shh, listen There's someone coming
3: One or something Don't fire until you're sure it's the creature But well, what else could it be? Well, it might be Lawson you mean it might look like lost? Hey, that's a point. If this thing can make itself look like the Captain, it could look like any of us. Ah, uh, there you are. Thank goodness. I was beginning to think I'd be wandering around this jungle forever. Doctor? Yes, Jamie? Is it you? Well, of course it's me. Yeah, but is it really you? Oh, uh, uh, yes, I, I see what you mean. Easy. Don't come any closer. So you've realised the creature can make itself look like any one of us? Good, that's very good. We found Captain Freeman's body. He's been dead for days. But this creature, how do we know it's not you? Me? Of course it's not me. I'm me. Oh, dear, I do. We don't have time for this. You didn't think I was the doctor when I didn't look like the doctor used to look. And now you don't think I'm the doctor because I do look like the doctor. What? What's he talking
4: about? It don't matter.
3: But you can lower your rifles. Aye. This is the doctor, all right. No one else could be that confusing. Oh, thank you, Jamie. What do you mean, Confusing? Oh, never mind. I'd hoped I'd catch you up. Let you know what we discovered. That creature's ability to change its appearance, for one thing. We also believe it feeds on fear. Fear? Do any of you feel frightened? It's all right. Don't be embarrassed. But I need to know. No more than usual. I reckon we've been frightened ever since we came here. I'm fine. But why do you want to know? Because the creature generates fear as well as feeding on it. So, as you're not too frightened... We know it can't be close. I suspect It isn't far away either. I'm waiting to pick one of us off. But but, but don't worry. I've uh, i brought something with me. Now what are you up to? Yes. Yes, just as I thought. This little device detects ionic emissions. You what? A power source. It can only be the propulsion system for the alien creature's ship. It is quite close. A ship? Who'd have a ship in the jungle?
4: I don't think it's that sort of a ship. Right.
3: Yeah, yes. Yeah. Come along everyone. This way. Actually, no, uh, this way.
1: Ah, yes. Here we are. Obscured by vegetation and undergrowth, the alien craft was almost invisible until the Doctor and the others were right beside it.
3: What the hell is that? Spy ship? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, come on, Gibbsy. you never seen a spaceship before? Only at the Flakes. So this is how the Beastie came here? That's right. And the device that it took back from my pocket while pretending to be Captain Freeman was the key. You mean like a car key to open the door and get it started? Yes, well, <clears throat> something like that. They're a little more sophisticated... It's a genetic identification device that links the creature to the ship. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those before and all. But if Freeman took it off you, how do we get inside? Well, uh, fortunately, Jamie, from my brief examination, I have some idea of the general principle as well as the genetic code we need to mimic. Now, <clears throat> I wonder if any of you happen to have a tuning fork about your person. No? No, strangely enough. Uh, never mind, I'll just have to recalibrate this then, won't I? Be hey, careful, Doctor! Uh, uh, so, sorry about that. I, uh, I must have got the frequency amplitude a bit wrong. You got Samick a bit wrong. So what now? Well, now I open the door. Hey, will you look at that. We bring oh, British I'm, uh, Sesame. I'm not entirely sure that the creature isn't somewhere nearby keeping an eye on us. Makes sense. You know, I wonder if it originally attacked us because we were so close to this thing. You think it was worried we'd find it? Yes, it's a distinct possibility. Now, you, uh, Corporal Gibbs, and you, Private Jackson, stay out here on watch. Ben, Jamie, aye? Yes, Doctor? How do you uh, fancy exploring an alien spaceship, hmm? Come on. Uh, now, mind that step. It's a bit... Oh. <laughs> I think we'd better give him a hand.
4: Yeah, I think we'd better add... Come on.
1: Polly didn't think, she just ran. The sense of fear was almost overwhelming. She knew it came from the creature and struggled to suppress it. Come on, Polly, come on! The dread and terror faded slightly as she put more distance between herself and the alien. But the fact that she was still so frightened told her that it was not far behind. Uh! She hadn't really been paying attention to where she was going. Now Polly found herself in the hotel kitchen. Pots and pans littered the floor, left from the trap that Jamie and Lawson had set.
5: Careful, he'll hear you.
1: At the far end of the kitchen were several metal racks, where utensils and crockery were stacked. Polly ducked down between two of the racks. She peered out across the metal shelf, making sure she could see the door. Come on, Doctor. Doctor. You said you wouldn't be long. Typical. You leave me here for safety while you're out chasing a monster and all the time it's in here with me. Polly felt the fear <sighs> welling up inside her as the kitchen door slowly started to open. Oh <sighs> The spaceship system seemed fairly standard, and the Doctor was soon able to access the flight log and other data.
3: It seems that our alien is one of a group called the Forsaken. Never heard of them. I thought they were a legend, a, a myth. But it seems they do exist, and I was right. They feed on fear and induce it in others. From the flight log, this particular creature has spent its time seeking out planets that are at war. Why should it do that? War means fear, right? It finds a planet where there's conflict, and then feeds off the fear generated by it. But why come here? This is the Second World War, Jamie. No, I mean, why here, in the middle of the jungle on a tiny wee island? That's right. The walls barely touch this place. If it wants fear, why not land in the middle of the London Blitz? I think the creature deliberately lands somewhere off the beaten track, uh, so as not to draw attention to itself. Yes, well, it's just a a sort of light snack, I'm afraid, Uh, I imagine it plans to make its way to a more populated area, with more people to be afraid, uh, more to feed on. But we're on an island. How's it going to get there? Well, don't you see? Freeman's men are waiting to be evacuated. Of course. By posing as one of them, it gets a free ride back to civilization. Then why start killing people here? That just draws attention. Maybe it thought it could get away with it. No one realised the hotel staff were dead. And even Maggie Bishop thought they'd just upped and left. It must have taken a lot of effort to maintain the pretense of being Captain Freeman. I think there came a point where the creature's hunger just got the better of it. Right. I think we've learnt everything we can here.
1: Outside the ship... Gibson Jackson told them there had been no sign of the creature.
3: I guess what you say makes sense about it taking an effort to look like the captain.
4: Yeah, he was always nipping off somewhere, spending time alone, getting his strength up.
3: Aye, that's what it was doing when Polly saw it right after we arrived. The more time it could spend in the grim Reaper form, the more it preserved its energy. So what's
4: it doing now? Apart from preserving its energy, it must be hungry. It was in the shape of the captain most of the time we were here in the jungle. Except when it killed Lawson. So it'll have to come looking for
3: us. We're its only food source now. Yes, yeah, that's true. And Polly. Of course, I was forgetting about Paul. am I get yard, Polly! Well, surely she's safe enough back at the hotel. She knows this creature can change shape, doesn't she? Uh, well, yes. But she doesn't know that the real Captain
4: Freeman is dead. But we do. And the creature will know we must have found his body by now.
3: So it may well have headed back to the hotel thinking Polly and I won't suspect anything. Then what are we waiting for? Come on! Back to the track, it's much quicker.
1: The creature stood just inside the kitchen door, silent and still as death. Polly lost track of how long she stared at it from behind the shelving. At one point it turned and left, the door swinging shut behind it. But still Polly didn't move. Her caution was justified, because a few minutes later the creature returned. It had known Polly was hiding in the room and had been trying to draw her out. Again Polly held her breath, feeling the fear rising inside her. I know.
0: I can smell your Terror. <gasps> and now I have you.
1: The creature strode towards her, hands already outstretched.
0: There is no escape.
1: That's what you think! Polly well, waited until the creature was close enough. Then she leapt to her feet and pushed the rack of shelves as hard as she could. <clears throat> The freestanding unit tipped over, scattering pots and pans and kitchen utensils. Then it crashed down on top of the creature as Polly ran for the door. She ran down the corridor, expecting to hear the creature close behind her. But it wasn't the creature she ran into. Oh! Polly! There you are. Doctor!
3: Polly, are you all right? We thought the beastie might have got you.
1: It nearly did! What was that? The creature. It was in the kitchen.
3: Here it comes. What do we do? We need to get back to the bar. Why the bar? Only one way in and out, so it's easy to defend. Makes sense. Now, when I say run, run. Run! Ah, ah, Quick! Get these tables up against the door. No. Hi, ah, good idea. No. We can't keep it out for long. No, we
1: can't stay in here forever.
3: So he's got us trapped. He probably thinks that. When in fact, it has us trapped. Yes. But Doctor, what? To polish. C- sh- let me think. No. that's all the tables. Maybe it won't know where we are. Oh. 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 It knows all right. That's not going to keep it out for long. I'll like right. I just want to run away. Me, me too. Look
1: at my hands. I, I can't stop them shaking. It's the creature doing that.
3: Whatever it is,
2: I can't hold my rifle steady.
1: A wave of fear washed over them all as the creature forced its way through the barricaded door. Fear so sudden and intense that Jackson and Gibbs dropped their rifles, their hands shaking too much to hold them.
3: (gasps) I can't. I'm sorry, I can't. It's all right. It's all right. Everyone, into the back room. Well, Go on! We really are trapped now. Not for long, I hope. Wait, what are you going to do, Doctor? I'm going to lure the creature in here. That's working so far. Then what? Then you all get around behind it and back out again.
1: But what about you? Oh, I
3: shall be all right. I, I hope. You
0: hope? Which of you will be the first to die? Why don't you try me? A volunteer. Prepare to die in agony and torment.
3: No, I don't think so.
0: Can you feel the fear building inside you? Like a wave about to crash upon the shore.
3: Uh, no, actually. What? No, I can't. And that's a bit of a problem, isn't it? You see, I'm not afraid of you at all. Not one jot. (coughs) Oh, you can rage and hiss all you like. It won't do any good, I'm afraid. Or rather, I'm not afraid. You're not used to people who aren't affected by your act, (coughs) are you?
1: It's weakening. The feeling of fear, it's not so strong now. That thing's
3: using all its power on the Doctor. Come on, then. What's next? Uh, We've had the Grim Reaper and the speech about torment and agony. I can't wait to see where this is going now. Quick, we can get behind it like the Doctor said. We can't just leave him. Come on. We've got to get out of here. Doctor? Just go Polly, while you can. Can't harm me while I'm not scared. It's just wearing itself out, trying. But then what? Then it's up to us. Come on.
0: your friends have abandoned you. You are alone and about to die. Do you
3: feel fear now? Fear of dying? Oh no, I don't think so. And I don't think they've abandoned me either. Away. It's called retreating. Uh, uh, no, we're not. The rifles. You're going to shoot the beastie? Why can you not do that before? Oh, I could barely hold the gun before. But now that thing's focusing all its attention on the Doctor. Come on, Jacko. With you, Gibbsy.
1: With a snarl of rage, the creature recognised the new threat. As they took aim, it focused its attention on Gibbs and Jackson.
3: Uh. Not again. Hold it together, Jekyll. <laughs> we have to hold it together. No, no. It's me you want. Leave them alone. I can't. Yes, you can. Take aim. T- take aim. Fire! Reload! <laughs> Reload! Well done, you two. It's getting away. Not if I can no, help it. Jackson, no. Wait. Come let's, back. Let's get after it. Oh, no, you don't. Ah!
1: The creature shoved Jamie aside as it stumbled through the bard out into the
3: corridor. Jamie! You better check he's all right. Where is it?
1: It went out into the corridor. Well, let's get after
3: it. Good idea. No, Jacko, wait. It won't be hurt for long. A creature with a metabolism like that will soon recover. We best get after them, Doctor.
1: No, Jamie, you're hurt.
3: She's right, Jamie. You got a nasty bang on the head when you fell, uh, Polly. Look after him. All right. Uh, Corporal Gibbs, you better stay here too, in case the creature doubles back. You think that's likely? I hope not. But I better get off to bed and his father. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. His father. What's he talking about?
1: Oh um, nothing. He's just confused probably a side effect of trying to stop the creature.
3: Aye, that'll be it. No,
1: Jamie, you sit down there and let me check if the skin's broken.
3: I'm fine. Oof. The doctor reached the hotel lobby in
1: time to see Ben and Jackson heading towards the harbour. There it is! I see it. Come on! Ben and Private Jackson chased the creature through the village. It seemed to be recovering from its wounds, but finally they had it cornered. Went down there! And we got it! That's a dead end!
2: Well,
4: go on, then shoot it! Finish it off! Captain? No, it's not really him. You know it ain't.
2: Lower your rifle, Private Jackson. D- don't listen to it! I said, lower your weapon!
1: Again, overwhelming dread swept over both Ben and his father... Private Jackson's hands was shaking too much
2: to aim the rifle. No. No.
4: You're not the captain. You
2: will obey my orders.
0: Uh,
1: uh, yeah. uh, uh. Either the harbour, the doctor had lost sight of Ben and Jackson. I'm sure they came this
3: way. Where can they have got to? Do as you are
2: told, unless you want to face a tall
3: marshal. Ah, that way, I think.
1: The doctor arrived to find Jackson struggling to keep his rifle aimed.
4: Doctor, I keep telling him to shoot it. I can't. I know it's not really him, but.
3: He's unarmed. He'd be like murder. It's all right, Private Jackson. It's all right. We all know that whatever happens, this creature is going to die here. You think you can destroy me, Doctor? Oh, I'm sure of it. So, how does it feel? Feel? You've spent so long feeding on the fear of others, what's it like to finally face death yourself? It's changing again, must be getting weaker,
4: yeah, yeah, I, I feel less frightened now.
3: So, how does it feel to know you're going to die here, alone and billions of miles from home, if you ever had a home? You cannot threaten me. Oh, I'm not threatening you, I'm just telling you what's going to happen. Death comes to us all, you know. Sooner or later. In your case, sooner. It will take
0: more than bullets to kill me.
4: Oh, it might take a lot of them, mate. But we can keep shooting you till it has an effect. Somehow
3: I don't think that'll be necessary. It's a frightening prospect, isn't it? A lonely death, witnessed only by your enemies. The people you thought you could kill. But really, when it comes down to it, you... You never amounted to very much at all, did you? You were always going to fail, always going to die, alone, forsaken. And while you relish taking the lives of others, you're so very afraid of your own death, aren't you? he oh! It's gone. What happened to it? It's like, disintegrated or something. Well, that's all sorted out. I think we'd better go and see if
4: Jamie's all right. Come along. But what just happened? If we catch up with him, we can ask him. Whether he'll give us an answer is anyone's guess.
3: But Ben, you know that the creature fed on fear... It always sought out and attacked the person who was most afraid. Like Andrews after we were bombed? Exactly. I still don't get it. When you were about to shoot it, and I told the creature that it was about to die, who do you suppose was the most afraid then, hmm? Well, oh, I get it. The creature itself. Well done, Ben. Oh, you mean it fed on itself? Uh, Something like that, yes. Ah, here we are. Home sweet home. Or, sort of.
1: In the hotel bar, Jamie was back to his usual
3: self. Oh, It was just a wee bump on the head. I'm fine, I tell you.
1: Between them, the Doctor Ben and Private Jackson explained what had happened.
3: So what do we do about that spaceship thing in the jungle? We don't want the Japanese to find it. Oh, I think that will take care of itself. What do you mean, Doctor? The creature and its ship were genetically linked. That's why I had that device. Exactly. But what does that mean? The creature's dead. When the creature died, I would imagine the ship started to die as well. In fact, I think any second now... That was the spaceship. Self-destruct sequence. Very effective, too, from the sound of it. What's that I can hear now?
1: It's getting louder.
3: Sounds like a boat. It must be the boat come to evacuate us. Thank goodness for that. Off to a warship then, home
4: to Blarty for some leave. I could do with a holiday. What about you, Jacko? Spend some time with the missus. She wants to uh, start a family. That sounds like a good idea. I wasn't sure, to be honest. I mean, what sort of a world is this to bring a kid into? There's not
3: just fear, you know. Private Jackson, war is terrible. It's full of suffering and pain and death. But
4: it can bring out the best in people too. That's right. I mean, if you're fighting for a better world, then we need people to live in it. We'd better get down to the harbour. Don't want them to think we're not
3: coming and leave without us. We'll come with you. Well, obviously,
4: I mean,
3: you're getting evacuated too, ain't you? Er, uh, well, not exactly. No. No. We've uh, <clears throat> we've got our own transport. And you didn't think to offer us a lift? Well, it's not quite as
4: simple as that. I bet. With you lot, nothing is. Come on then, Gibbsy. So, you've got any names in mind then? How do you mean? He means for the baby. If there ever is one.
3: Oh, there will be, yeah. Uh, trust me, there will be. So come on then, Jacko. Any names in mind? Well, I hadn't thought of it before,
4: but... Yeah? I quite like the name Polly. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: What's what? 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 so funny? I mean, if it's a girl, obviously. Uh,
3: yes, yes, and I suppose if it's a boy, you could always call him Jamie. <laughs>